There are things that we experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in a corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your evidence, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio. And this is Ghost Box Radio and AM 950, where every week we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, or just the unusual. And trust me, we have the unusual on today. My name is Greg Bakken, and thank you very much for joining me. You know, first of all, before we get on with our guests, uh, Patrick, Patrick, a tough week for the Vikings, hasn't it been? Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, it kind of got to be a lot more than just, oh, no, Adam Thielen's gone. Yeah. We, it kind of got a little bit worse than that yesterday, didn't it? Absolutely. And I, I, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but I kind of expected a, like a little purple band around your, your, you know, arm today or something as, you know, a, a remembrance for the great Bud Grant. You know, I thought about putting my Vikings jersey on last night sometime because it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about my mourning process, um, but uh, I, it did cross my mind. It was kind of one of those things that I didn't believe it, and then kind of, you know, the evening go on. I'm like, oh, this is awful, and I was sad, and no, oh, but today I had, uh, I was I was up and at it, so I am uh, I am doing better. Well, I'm happy to hear that, and, and uh, Bud Grant, a legendary Vikings head coach who uh, who uh, led the Vikings to what five Super Bowls, four, uh, four, four, of them. four Super Bowls, and uh, lived to the amazing age of ninety five. And uh, you know, but I'll, I'll be honest, and I cannot talk about Bud Grant without saying this: there's only one person I've ever heard talk poorly about Bud Grant's coaching, and that was my dad. My dad can – I mean just say Bud Grant's name. My dad would get angry because my dad is very linear. He wasn't like, oh, you know what? They had a great season and but they didn't go any further to the Super Bowl. He just – he got mad. It was like either you win the Super Bowl or you're a loser. <laughs> kind of the way he looked at it. So I don't know. Maybe he didn't think of it that way. But honestly, that was always – I just like – but they had a really good season. Well, they didn't win the Super Bowl, did they? So uh, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it, it – I mean one of those – it sounds so silly to say, Patrick, but Bud Grant's one of those people that you just didn't expect would ever pass away because he just seemed so strong and always there. Yeah, and I mean there were a lot of people who were saying that exact same thing. Like if we thought one person was going to live forever, it was going to be him. I mean even just a couple weeks ago, he was out. There was some news report that he met up with a – you know, a hundred and three year old fan who had, you know, wanted to meet her, you know, for the bulk of her life, you know, man, I'm kind of like, and I know of course when you're 95 tomorrow is always a question, but I was still like, wow, that, uh, I still kind of couldn't believe it. No, not at all. And speaking of people who are going to live forever, uh, I am really excited uh, that we're going to have a great conversation today and a follow-up, if you will, a a Ghost Box Radio follow-up as we bring on Denise and Ernie Pack, who are noted paranormal investigators from the team Pac-Man Paranormal. We had them on, Patrick, I think like something like January of 2022 – and at that point, we talked about the then-current situation of Waverly Hills. 
Now, things have changed, and there is an exciting new era for Waverly Hills, the PACs, and quite frankly, for us as well as uh, his, historians and paranormal investigators. And there's a lot to talk about today. Denise and Ernie, welcome to Ghost Box Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Good to be here again. Yeah. It's, it's, Even though, you know, you, you kind of buried this whole, and boy, do we have unusual for you here today. You know, you buried it with all that Bud Grant talk, but uh, I won't forget that, Greg. Well, you know, I mean, unusual isn't a negative word, Ernie. I think I think you're just... Okay. You're just... I, I, I'm, I'm sad to see that you're, you've automatically went that way. I mean, especially our pre-talk being so positive <laughs> that I'm surprised that you, you thought that. He's got a complex. Yeah, he, well, I think he's just complex in general, and that's why that's why we love him. Uh, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone would like to uh, join into the conversation, you can do so. Uh, we are on AM nine fifty radio, but streaming video on uh, AM nine fifty Things Network, MN Ghostbox, Free Spirited Network, RU Media, Skeleton Key Network, and Temple of Phoenix Rising Entertainment. So please go there, support those pages. Feel free to leave questions on any of those pages you're watching from. As uh, I am monitoring those comments, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Ernie being a sex symbol, you just want to make sure that keep it clean. Um, you know, we'll we'll do our best. So I think the big <laughs> Ernie has Ernie has the face and body for radio, but so do I. So I mean, it's it's well, how. Greg, you told him that uh, pants weren't required because there was no uh, audience today, so you don't even want to know what I'm sitting beside right now. I, I, you are correct on that assumption. I do not want to know, though I'm wearing shorts as well. I just because it's it's about 30 degrees here, so obviously it's warm enough for shorts. Well, at least you've got shorts on, Greg. Oh my God! Uh, so don't forget FCC as radio, <laughs> but I think they still have jurisdiction on on certain things like your your. You know, you can't be naked while on radio is one of them, I believe. Um, so, oh, <laughs> so here we go. Let's let's <laughs> let's get serious because there is. For those who do not know, last year we had uh, Denise and Ernie on. There was a situation at Waverly Hills. Just uh, uh, just wanted to make sure the best. Uh, the best situation for that location was taking place. There was concern about that, which I'm being very polite about the whole thing. Uh, but it, it turned into a very long, uh, uh, you know, ongoing battle, quite honestly. But now we have you two on because there's some good news. And please share with us what that good news is. All right. Well, um, to Kind of put it into a nutshell, there was there was a lawsuit between the historical society that runs the business at the sanatorium and the owners of the building, Tina and Charlie Mattingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it got very bitter at times. It got ugly at times, and um, it got very expensive for both sides. To be quite honest, we ended yeah. up in the middle of the lawsuit ourselves because we were speaking out. So they started to sue us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were speaking out on behalf of Tina and Charlie Mattingly, the owners of Waverly, and wound up being sued by the Historical Society ourselves. But uh, things started to come to light for some of the members of the board at the WHHS that uh, kind of led them to uh, see our side of things. Um, 
I don't think that everybody on the board was getting the whole truth from certain other members of the board um, sure. to give you know them the benefit of the doubt that I don't think everybody that was on the board at the time had ill will or ill intentions. I just think they did not all fully understand what was happening, and then people started investigating a little more and realized that maybe some of the things we were saying weren't so bizarre and untrue. Yeah. So... Around October, the two sides met. They decided to mediate, and uh, instead of dragging it on to court and paying attorneys and court costs for another year or two, mm-hmm. uh, they mediated and reached an agreement. Uh, the people who were behind the plot to basically file the lawsuit in the first place and uh, do everything else that was being done were removed from the board. Um Charlie is now back in charge of maintenance at his own facility. Um, the board has been restructured. New bylaws have been written. Uh, there are now term limits for board members and other things in place to keep the kind of, uh, I don't know, nepotism and cliquishness that was going on right. uh, with the board prior to that from happening in the future. And we are... We have been, you know, the lawsuits have all been dropped, including the one against us, and we're now happy to welcome people back to Waverly Hills. Well, you're part of the PR now. Uh, yeah, I'm doing PR public relations for Waverly, um, and it's there's kind of a hybrid. We're not ever going to go back to the old way of doing things prior to all of this legal mess. But Tina and Charlie are on board with that as well. There's a lot of people that thought the original structure was going to come back. It is going to be different, but it's going to be better um, because it wasn't perfect to begin with. So everybody sat down and kind of come up with a direction they wanted to go, and Tina and Charlie are happy with that direction as well as the board. So everybody's working together to try to move in that way. Yeah. We originally thought that the transition would take – two years to to really kind of manifest into what vision Tina and Charlie had for things. Things are moving a lot faster than, than what we had thought. And we're, we're getting there really quick. And Um, I was going to ask that because the thing, you know, I I was going to ask you, when did you feel like, you know, when, when you walk in in October, you're like, okay, we're actually talking now. Like what time period did you think that, wow, I think we are actually, we're actually getting there. Like it's, I mean, was it, was it October when it was like, okay, we're willing to talk or was it more like later on? It's like, now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Actually, it was back in October. Okay. Um, we had a couple of events up there to raise funds for Tina and Charlie's legal defense. And, you know, prior to those discussions that had started in October, we weren't allowed beyond, we weren't allowed within say a hundred yards of the building. Mm-hmm. So we would have these events out in the parking lot where we, you know, we could look at the building and be like, well, there it is. You know, <laughs> it's over there on the other side of that fence that we can't get through. Uh, but then those last couple of events we had, the fence came down. They actually were trying to, the, the board members that had um, spoke up and realized that the wrongdoings that were happening actually um Attended our attended our event, took part of the fence down, and offered part of the parking lot to us to help us be more successful. Wow! And 
I was lucky enough to be invited in the building with Tina the first time she was allowed back in her building in in over two years. Her and I walked all the way up to the fifth floor and stood out on the roof and looked out over the parking lot. We had a car show going on and yep. had all these beautiful colors of cars all throughout the parking lot. And we stood there on the roof and looked at it and, you know, kind of both of us teared up a little bit because we didn't know if we'd ever be back on that roof, you know? Why don't why don't we do that, Ernie? Why don't we do this real fast? Let's let's continue that. Hold that thought. Let's uh, take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with paranormal investigators Denise and Ernie Pack, talking about their journey in the paranormal and a new era for Waverly Hills. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. Reach your highest level of consciousness and well-being with MetamorphosisConnections.com. MetamorphosisConnections.com is an online directory of the best holistic and metaphysical practitioners to help you make your most informed choices. You can search MetamorphosisConnections.com for classes, events, wellness and life coaches, plus metaphysical products and shops. You can also search for a wide array of healers from all modalities including EFT, sound healing, energy healing, light therapy, ancestral healing, shamanic healing, reflexology, past life regressions, hypnotherapy, yoga and more. And if you're not sure where to start, the search feature on metamorphosisconnections.com is tailored to help both those who know what they are looking for and those who are just starting. Come explore the possibilities for your higher self by visiting metamorphosisconnections.com. Their experienced practitioners can guide both beginners and those that are already on their spiritual journey. That's metamorphosisconnection.com, your link to direct you on your spiritual transformation. And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you for joining us. Our guests today are Denise and Ernie Pack of Pac-Man Paranormal. And as we talk about a new era for one of our favorite paranormal locations, Waverly Hills Sanatorium, to see everything going on at that location, what's new, what's happening, check out therealwaverlyhills.com. And, you know, before we get back to talking about this colossal success that has taken place and, and you know, we'll, we'll get more into that because, folks, you probably – for those of you who aren't like deep into the paranormal field like, say, myself and a lot of people online watching, uh, it truly was – I don't think any of us truly imagine how colossal this is and how much went into it. But before we go into more of that – can we talk a little bit about the history of Waverly Hills so people, especially in, in my area of uh, the Twin Cities in Minnesota, who may not know what that is, if we could talk a little bit about that, please. Sure. Um, Waverly Hills was a tuberculosis sanatorium. Um, that building that uh, has become so famous that you've seen on TV that you can find all over the Internet and everything mm-hmm. – That's actually the third building that was put on the property. Uh, They started out in 1910 with a 40-bed facility up there. Actually, they started out with a tent city. Oh, wow. That was just an area of town that was isolated away from everybody else up on top of the hill. And And when the tuberculosis outbreak hit this area. And it was like 800 acres because Ernie and I are like three minutes from the gate of Waverly. We can see it from our front porch and our property actually at that time was part of the Waverly Hills property. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it was, it was a vast place, but, uh, you know, this area of the country, the Ohio Valley was hit particularly hard by the, by the white plague as they called it. Mm-hmm. And, 
so they started out, like I say, with a tent city, then built a 40-bed hospital. It uh, wasn't long until they realized that wasn't going to be enough, so they built a 140-bed hospital. They realized just a couple years after they opened that that they still didn't have a big enough place. So they built uh, what you see now, that big brick, beautiful Gothic structure that's on top of the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a 400-bed facility that sometimes was occupied with close to a 1,000 patients. Oh, goodness, yeah. Um, and, you know, there are stories that you'll find online that say that, you know, 60,000 people plus died there and all kinds of horror stories about the place. fact of the matter is we know of about 12,000 deaths that can be attributed to Waverly Hills. We think the number could be as much as twice that. We don't know. Mm -hmm. A lot of the records were lost over the years uh, through there was the 37 flood of the Ohio river kind of destroyed a lot of the records because they were kept downtown at city hall, which Mm -hmm. got flooded. Uh, so we, it's hard to really track the exact numbers yeah, of deaths. Yeah, we've tried to research. There there was a historian uh, a few years ago at Waverly that has passed on. Nancy Shoemaker. Nancy Shoemaker. Oh. Um, so we've tried to do some of our own research, but even then it's hard to really find an exact number because some of the deaths that are listed as Waverly Hills deaths were not necessarily contributed to the sanatorium. And then some, you know, some of the ones that we're finding that are were not necessarily tuberculosis-related deaths because it was a community. Uh, it was a, you know, if you worked there, you lived there. Um, it was a self-contained community with its own post office, its own zip code even. Um, they had their own radio station either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was uh, there was a lot that happened there. And it stayed open as a tuberculosis sanatorium, a state-of-the-art facility. You know, it was one of the premier places to go if you had tuberculosis back in those days. It stayed open until 1961 after streptomycin came out, and mm-hmm. they, you know, perfected that cocktail, which kind of eradicated the epidemic, um, if not the disease itself at that time. Can I can, uh, I, can I ask a question? The the patient sure. the patients that were there, they were. They were uh, uh, taken pretty well, taken care of, right? There, there wasn't any abuse or anything Absolutely. there. That, that, that is one thing that irritates us, for lack of a better word, is when we see all the horror stories that people talk about the cruelty that happened there. This was the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s. Medicine was not the same as what it is now. So, yes, some of these procedures were quite brutal, but they were doing the best that they thought they could do at the time. Mm-hmm. Nothing was ever done without consent of the patients. And most of the things that are the more, I guess you could say, horrific procedures were last-ditch effort, efforts when they thought that they were down to, you know, days to live and patients were willing to do whatever they thought they could, needed to do to try to survive. And um, they did the best they could do. They tried to medicate. They tried pain control. But, you know medicine then was not the same as it is today. As a matter of fact, you know, they would use like ether and stuff for the OR anesthesia and they, um, OR is full of windows because if they didn't vent the place, then you had your nurses and your doctors being anesthetized too. So yeah. it was just, it was, it was brutal. Yes, but not because they were trying to be brutal. It was because of the time. And, and another thing you got to think about, you know, this place opened during the great depression. Yeah. 
And a lot of these people were struggling to put food on the table. Well, at Waverly Hills, you had three meals a day. You had marble floors. You had social events going on. You had, you know, mahogany <laughs> wooden columns. And, I mean, it was a fancy, nice place. A lot of people were living their best life while they were there, despite yeah. the fact that they were fighting this there's, illness. There's actually a rumor that, and we haven't confirmed this, I don't know, Ernie might be able to say that they have. As far as I know, it hasn't been confirmed that the um, Colonel's secret recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken came from Waverly Hills because their food was that good. Oh, wow. That is a rumor that we've heard. We can't, we can't confirm that. You know, we'll never know. But that is a rumor that we did hear. Uh, passed down through some, you know, some folks who had ties to the Sanders family. Uh, apparently they had a relative that was there, and he had visited and, and had their chicken. and was like, oh. So, Colonel, uh, how, how, how interesting. <laughs> so we, don't we don't know, but I mean, there's. There's all kinds of cool stories attached to Waverly. Some they had a may pool. or may not be true. Yeah, they had, they had pool, pool. They had tennis courts. Well, and I think the thing, I think the thing that's really interesting about it too is like that it's it's the constant going back and and checking the history of of not just Waverly Hills but all the locations that we've had the same stories for you know. 25 years, 30 years, and, and we always find out new things. Let, let's not get stuck on a narrative and, and be able to – because it's – people forget that these are people. The spirits that are there are, pe- are people there. We got to do our best to give them their, their – you know, give them the right history and give them the right remembrance. Exactly. Exactly. We, uh, we try very hard to uh, put that first when we're doing any research and especially, you know, when we're giving tours and telling the public about Waverly, we don't want to, you know, paint this person in a bad light that doesn't deserve it. You know, they were just a sick person or, you know, they were just someone who went through a really hard time or whatever. Yeah. We try to find out as much as we can by researching, you know, a little bit beyond just the bottom line of, for example, a nurse was found hanging here. You know, well, what happened? What led exactly? To this? I think that's one of the things that, outside of even Waverly, that just as paranormal investigators, that we pride ourselves in particular on is when anybody comes to us looking for guidance or information on getting started is. Paranormal investigation is not meant to be scary. No. We don't go into these places wanting to get scared or hoping, you know, that something horrible happens. We go in with the open mind of these are people we want to get their stories. And and if you're going there to be scared, then you're not in it for the right reasons. Wait till, that's uh, not wait till Halloween. And we'll exactly. Put that's not what investigates. Investigating is as a paranormal investigator, and that's that's right. why that's why we all get along so well, isn't it? Um, like yeah. uh, uh, the three of us and Char and everyone, right? Um, yes. Let's Absolutely. let's do this. Let's take another break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with paranormal investigators Denise and Ernie Pack, talking about their journey in the paranormal and a new era for Waverly Hills. You are listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM nine fifty. If you own a holistic or metaphysical business and are looking to expand, then you need to be listed on metamorphosisconnections.com. It's a network where you can grow with like-minded practitioners and reach new clients. Metamorphosisconnections.com is an online directory you need to list yourself and your business. 
Our platform makes it easy for you to create listings of your products and services, and you can also choose to list your classes, events, and so much more. MetamorphosisConnections.com helps you create weekly and monthly promotional ads targeted towards your potential clients and promotes them for you via social media and newsletter. There are clients searching for your specialty right now. Let us help them find you. Start your listing today so you can share your own unique gifts and talents by finding the level of membership that best fits your needs. Let us help you reach your clients that are searching for what you do. Visit metamorphosisconnections.com and sign up today. And I'm going to be a featured guest at a new convention this May called QuantumCon. This convention is going to have a paranormal aspect to it, but it's going to be so much more. The convention itself is going to be May 19th through the 21st, this upcoming May. And you can sign up for it at quantum-con.org. That's quantum con Org. Ghost Stories and Beyond returns to Billy's in Anoka Wednesday, April 5th at 6.30 p.m. Join uh, Char Savoy and myself for our monthly in-person get-together. And this month, we are focusing on the paranormal equipment, including stuff you see on the shows, some specialized stuff. Our special guest is going to be Kevin Swanson, Swanee, who will be setting up an SLS camera, you know, the camera that shows the stick figures and stuff. Uh, you can see this equipment in action and you might even get a spirit talking to you, too. It's $10 a ticket to join in, plus Wednesday nights, even when we're not on, at Billy's, it's half-price burger nights. So we're going to see you April 5th at 6.30 p.m. at Billy's in Anoka. Now, please keep Saturday, April 8th, on your calendar. We're doing a special two-hour episode of Ghost Box Radio, and we're calling it Ghost Box Radio After Dark. Patrick, I'm, I'm taking your name. I like it. I really do. Thank you for that. Um, and that's going to be Saturday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time as we talk about alien abductions and alien experiences. All the guests I will have on that night will have some interaction with aliens. It might be through dreams. It might be through something else. We're going to hear their stories. I'll update more soon. But just keep April 8th on your calendar. That's at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for a special live two-hour episode of Ghost Box Radio. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, if you miss Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken Live, AM 950 replays these episodes Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, or you can listen anytime by going to Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. It's all over the place. After listening, please leave a positive review for my show. See, Patrick, you do add value to the show. Regardless of what everyone else literally in the station says, you add value to the show. Oh, I'm really glad to know that. I'm really glad someone around here appreciates me. You know, it, it's going to be me. I'm I'm your champion, Patrick. <laughs> I am your I'm always your 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 champion on that. Uh, our guests today are Denise and Ernie Pack of Pac-Man Paranormal as we talk about a new era for our favorite paranormal location, Waverly Hills. To see everything going on at the location, check out therealwaverlyhills.com. Ernie, I'm assuming that we're going to need to have you on the alien abduction show. It's not more of an alien abduction, though. It's more of an alien deliverance, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right? Greg, I thought you learned your lesson with, <laughs> with trying to communicate with aliens and talking about aliens when they – <laughs> came and got you a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, you know, I was ex I was expecting just to have you, like when I was doing it, just for you to call me and be like, yeah, what do you want? 
I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk to me? <laughs> what's, what's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What's going on? So I spent about you know 45 minutes here uh, talking about stuff I've going on, but uh, and we're we're not, we're, we can't go into too much detail yet. But we're going to be all working together. It sounds like. Yes, uh, we are going to be doing a workshop with you and Shar at Waverly Hills in early June. So everyone save save some money and save some time on your calendar. We can't release all the details just yet. It hasn't all been finalized. We're looking at June 3rd, but we're not going to put that as a date set in stone yet because it's got to go before the board and everything has to be worked out. But mm-hmm. if anybody needs to pre-plan like I do, being a nurse, June 3rd would be a good day to keep available. Absolutely. It's going to be an all-day event. Uh, it's not going to go after dark, but it will be a from nine o'clock until about five thirty. We'll be at Waverly making a During presentation. A.M. to five thirty yes. p.m. Yes, we'll be at Waverly. Uh, Greg's going to be making a presentation. Shar, they'll probably do some things together. Yep. Denise and I will be there. We'll uh, do q and A and uh, talk about Waverly. Talk about the history and uh, and then for those who get the VIP package, uh, there will be. Very important pack. Yes, very important pack. That's me. That's me. But uh, the VIP package will include a tour of the building with Denise and I and uh, a little bit of free roam of the building to kind of go off and uh, just take a look around yourself, take some photos, whatever. And and just to be clear, for those who are wondering why it doesn't go beyond dark, it's just because Ernie is afraid of the dark, if I'm not mistaken – or was I not meant yeah, to say no. that part? Greg, he, he runs, Greg, every time. I have to protect him. Whatever. He, he really does. He runs. Do we, want, do we need to talk about your Bigfoot experience? Let's just let's just talk more about this event. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so to kind of get back on track, if we ever were on any sort of track, uh, so well, I have – I. I got some comments in the in in what we call the comment section. Okay, following me, Ernie. Um, mm-hmm. Someone yeah, said, "Oh, people are actually watching." Yeah, right. We're I mean, listening. well, it's only because only because you two are on. So let's let's be clear yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, welcome. I'm just impressed that we're actually broadcasting today because that's not always a given either. So you know, it's just we're just <laughs> we're you know we're we're doing our best over here too. So Pam says, uh, "So glad to hear about the situation with Waverly Hills." Uh, just open communication is so important, and and I, I think that's the most interesting thing about all this is the fact that you know you're able to just through the truth you start to get people who are on that board to be like uh, you know maybe we should do a little research ourselves, and that that's a great thing for them. I mean that's a really good for them for not just following and, and actually kind of starting to ask questions. Right. Yeah, there were there were a couple of folks on the board that uh, you know, from the beginning were were just kind of powerless to do anything about the situation because they were outnumbered and outvoted, but they saw that it was wrong. So they felt that the best way to fight it was to work from the inside rather than, you know, they could have just quit and walked away. Mm-hmm. But uh then they would have had no power. And no power. Uh, anybody that yeah. followed any of our podcasts or anything, uh, there were a lot of times we were doing podcasts, so when every member of the board under the bus 
which, you know, now we can say, looking back on it, that was kind of strategy on our part because if we'd have just picked out two or three people and not thrown everybody under the bus, then it would have been easy when we were saying we had moles on the hill for people to figure out who our moles were. So right. <laughs> we, we, had all. we had to slam them all. <laughs> but, now, uh, yeah. but, no, right now it just, I mean, if there's one word that kind of, pops out for me and Denise, given the fact that we went through everything we went through from being slandered by some of the biggest names in the paranormal community for just speaking the truth to being sued and everything else that we went through. I feel some vindication yeah. because we we basically labeled our campaign a campaign of the truth. You know, I mean, we kept we had signs that said the truth is out there. And there was a lot of times that and, we said nothing, and people were getting frustrated that we were saying nothing, but we couldn't say certain things. And so for us to keep true to the truth, the best course of action for us was to say nothing rather than to try to say something that we really, that you we know. wanted to keep yeah, under. That I'll, was, eighth, eighth and <laughs> whole, exactly. I'll tell you, I mean, from from the outside, you two and everyone else who is a part of it, because there are more, but I mean, you two are the face oh, yeah. of it. Um, you know, you held composure extraordinarily well. I don't think people, unless they talk to you privately, probably have any idea how exhausting this had to have been physically and emotionally. It, it was definitely the hardest year and a half, two years of our lives. And I mean, um, we, I guess, put on a pretty good show when we're on podcasts or whatever. But there was a lot of emotional breakdowns on both of our parts because yeah. it was very important to us. Tina and Charlie are family. Mm-hmm. The spirits in that building are family. Yeah. That. Ernie grew up with Waverly Hills in his life, and the idea that he might not ever be able to go back, and just as a married couple with, between the two of us, we have five kids, we have five grandchildren, we have full-time jobs, and uh, everything in our life was on hold for two years. Our children sacrificed knowing that this was important. We sacrificed a lot in our marriage knowing this was important, and uh, just... I guess the best way to say it is on the days I didn't have the strength he did and vice vice versa and uh that's what kept us going, I guess. And and the thing too is like I, I'm sure it had been hard when you also had people that you've known for so long who we're choosing not necessarily to follow like like, you know, there's there I, I remember seeing a lot of like uh, you know, please don't if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna have any events at Waverly Hills during this, you, you know, it's don't do that, please. And people would, I mean, all that, I mean, had to be very surprising. And I'm not asking for any names of anybody or anything, but it just had to be very like, okay, well, I, you know, why, why can't you see what we're seeing sort of thing? Yeah, that's exactly how it was. And, you know, I mean, we talked to some people out in Las Vegas last year at the Paracon out there mm-hmm. and tried to explain what was going on and they didn't want to hear it. Yeah, you know they were like, they, you know, I don't want to hear it. it's not it's not my fight. I'm like, okay, but I'm just asking you to just just hold off until this is over. We understood entirely people that didn't want to get caught in the middle of it, and and uh, you know because when you don't know really what's going on and you're an outsider, we can't expect you to jump in with both feet. But if you know there's that much of a controversy and you've got any name at all, just maybe research a little bit or stay away from it altogether. 
Um, so, yeah, it was disheartening to a degree. And uh, one thing that we we heard on more than one occasion from some people was it's not personal, it's business. Well, people, we're here to tell you now that we're back in there. It's not business, it's personal. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and we got we got a number of supporters on listening uh, today. Uh, just going to quickly say, like uh, Eric Stevens, Pam is on here, Jenny Davis. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of people who have you know really supported and followed you. And I just I'm you know this is I mean, and real fast because we're going to head to break real fast. But I can only imagine as much support that you all received. The people who are talking against you, and I think this is true with anything, that probably had to sting as well because you just don't ever want to have to deal with that crap, right? Right. I mean, like I say, there's people that we respected greatly, people we considered friends. And uh, there was some turned on us for. There were some pretty big people in the paranormal field, like really popular people that have like thousands of followers that were slamming us right and left that did not even know us. But they, because they followed a certain TV personality, just assumed that that personality was in the the right. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's not necessarily the way it is. No. Let's do this. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with more positive talk than what we've been doing with paranormal investigators Denise and Ernie Pack talking about their journey in the paranormal and a new era for Waverly Hills. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. Reach your highest level of consciousness and well-being with MetamorphosisConnections.com. MetamorphosisConnections.com is an online directory of the best holistic and metaphysical practitioners to help you make your most informed choices. You can search MetamorphosisConnections.com for classes, events, wellness and life coaches, plus metaphysical products and shops. You can also search for a wide array of healers from all modalities, including EFT, sound healing, energy healing, light therapy, ancestral healing, shamanic healing, reflexology, past life regressions, hypnotherapy, yoga, and more. And if you're not sure where to start, the search feature on metamorphosisconnections.com is tailored to help both those who know what they are looking for and those who are just starting. Come explore the possibilities for your higher self by visiting metamorphosisconnections.com. Their experienced practitioners can guide both beginners and those that are already on their spiritual journey. That's metamorphosisconnection.com, your link to direct you on your spiritual transformation. And next week on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bach, and we're going to have on Ryan Lockard, who is a multi-certified life coach, interdenominational ordained minister, psychic medium, and the head witch at Moonstone Witchery, which is going to be fantastic. She has such positive energy. I am really looking forward to having her on. And I have to say, uh, Patrick, real fast that uh, I never heard of Scott Your Mama before, and I I'm going to go there. I'm I'm just going to say, folks, radio advertising works. Advertise with me, but uh, that is that sounds pretty delicious. I could really go for that right now. You know, the last couple of days, I've wanted potato salad, but the problem is. I can't eat hard-boiled eggs, so I have to make it myself because then I know there are no eggs in it. But I just haven't had the energy to do that. Well, at least you like it with potatoes, so you don't have to make it without potatoes. So you're you're good there. I know, right? Otherwise, it would be <laughs> kind of a – I don't know. It would be just kind of a bowl of mustard and mayonnaise and some seasonings. Patrick's like, why do I do this show? Um 
We are uh, for our final segment. We're going to return to our guest today, Denise and Ernie Pack of Pac-Man Paranormal, as we talk about a new era for our favorite paranormal location, Waverly Hills. To see everything going on at the location, check out therealwaverlyhills.com. It sounds pretty amazing that we are actually able to say that now. From last time, it was it was something different. We, you know, I, I have to apologize. Patrick and I did talk a lot during today's show, so we're gonna need to get you guys on uh, again to talk about other. Things, but I want to read some comments to you of online. Uh, Meg says, "Meg says I I like their perspective, and you know, you we all joke a lot, but we all truly have the same sort of ideology of paranormal investigating, and and for you too." Waverly Hills, let alone paranormal investigating, speaking with spirits, everything else is very very personal for you too. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're a couple because of that place. Right. It, uh, it's got a lot to do with a lot of aspects of our lives, actually. Um, and, it made us who we are. <laughs> I mean, it's every every aspect, and and the thing is uh, that you know, even down to, and you said it, and and I think that sometimes a lot of people find it hard to hear it. The idea of Spirits are our family. The f- spirits are our friends, and and Sarah in particular is a big part of your lives. Still, still is. Yes, very yes, much she so. She uh, she brought us together. Um, you know, from your Ghost Box Live she podcast, <laughs> she anytime we're on there, it seems like if we're in the comments, then yep. Sarah will come through the Spirit Box. She does. Uh, she shows up at other locations with us all the time. She shows up here at the house a lot. I mean, most people. We, we've had a lot of visitors here, and almost everyone has seen her at one point or another. Just And she doesn't try to hide. She's just like standing in the living room in plain view. If you're in the dining room and you have to look over into the living room, you might see her standing there just kind of listening to what's going on. Now, uh, we and, and Meg also has another comment. She said, this is, this is fascinating, and I'm thinking let's, let's, not, let's not go overboard. But, um, you know, I mean, this is <laughs> – well, she's talking about me, probably. Well, I mean, you are fascinating. You truly are. Um, you know, we we call this segment "Radio Without Clothes." So, you know, that's. <laughs> I, I have another question uh, from Anthony, and he is wondering. Have, you know, he. I'm going to expand on his question. His original question was, "Ever found skulls on the land?" But I want to expand it to also. I'm more interested personally. And also to answer Anthony's question, but any artifacts have been found on on the land? Yes, lots. There's a uh, as far as skulls, I can't say that there's been skulls found on the property, uh, human skulls at least. We um, there has been a rumor for many many years, and I say rumor because you know there's still a lot of the land that we haven't been able to do a lot of stuff with. We've you know this was 800 acres at one point. Uh, there were bones found at one point that started this rumor that there was a um, cemetery on the property. Mass grave. Mass grave. But the fact of that matter is they had um, a self-contained community and they had their own uh, slaughterhouse slaughter right. there. Yeah. So a lot of the bones that were found were actually animal remains. But there is a place uh, in the woods over the hill from the building that uh, – uh, when the building closed in 1961 and it reopened a year later as Woodhaven Geriatric Center, during that transition, they were hauling out 
all of the old fixtures and everything from Waverly because people were afraid it was contaminated with tuberculosis. Mm. And they were just hauling it out and burying it in the woods. Oh, interesting. And we, we know where that site is, and uh, we've gone back there, and we've recovered a lot of really cool stuff from there. Uh, some of it's on display. If you come to Waverly for a tour, you can see some of those items on display up uh, near the cafeteria. We've got several display cases with uh, things like old plates that have the WHS mm-hmm. logo on them. and. Mm-hmm. There's even some old medical equipment and things like that that have been recovered. So we, but, uh, I just, I just to say we have about a minute and a half left. What, what can when people go to therealwaverlyhills.com, dot com, they can, they can schedule time for a tour. What I mean, what, what can they, what they, what can they do to go onto that site to be able to visit? Well, we have a lot of different options. Um, we've got. Two-hour tours on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, several different sessions of those, like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, historical tours uh, during the day on Sundays. Uh, we do some weekday tours. Uh, we have public overnights that run on Friday and Saturday nights. We have private overnights, which we're about out of them now. I'd say we're down to less than five or six available. That is Sunday through Thursday. Uh, they run Sunday through Thursday. We've got a lot of special events where, kind of like with you and Shar coming in. Yeah, uh, we'll have uh, you know guest investigators, a lot of uh, celebrity investigators, things like that. They come in and do different type of uh, events. Some of those run overnight. Some of those are are during the day. But uh, there's a, there's a ton of options. We're looking for volunteers right now. We're trying to vet volunteers, make sure we get the best people for the job. Mm-hmm. We're looking for um, a house, house, house actors, and we prefer, you know, you must be 18, and we prefer someone that's got some acting experience. We're not looking for just, you know, Joe Blow off the corner that wants to jump out and scare somebody. We're looking for someone that actually knows how to act. Mean, meanwhile, in Kentucky, and, a guy named Joe Blow is like, oh, I wanted to tell I mean, I was really wanting to work up far too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, haunted houses are big time at Waverly. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. You know, that's something we've taken a lot of heat for over the years. But the building opened on October twentieth, nineteen twenty six. The first event they held for patients was a three day Halloween party. So, and it's kind of been a tradition that's been carried on for almost a hundred years now. We're just keeping that tradition going. So we're gonna we're gonna end it there. Thank you both very much for being part of the show today. It was a lot of fun. It's good to talk to both of you. It's always a good time, Greg. Um, anytime you need any answers to anything, I'm your man. We'll be back next <laughs> week. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>